Welcome back to another episode of High Podcasting on Dad, a podcast for dads by dads and a mom, uh, about being a dad. Uh, I am Steven, and your first time dad, uh, and with me as always is Brad, uh, your two-time dad. This week, our listener is you, our listener. Um, we've got some questions, and we're going to answer them. You said our listener is our listener. I don't know if you wanted to do that again. Nope. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, since our, our guest today is the listener, I'm going to throw something out there kind of unplanned. If you're listening to this, let us know where you're listening to it. Let us know how you're listening to it. Are you in the car, driving to work? Is it early in the morning? Is it late at night? Are you relaxing in the bathtub with a charcuterie board and a glass of wine, putting on your favorite podcast, and then <laughs> listening to ours? Yeah. Uh, so, however you're listening to this podcast, shoot us a DM, shoot us a text message, send us a tweet, whatever. Yeah. Get in touch with us and let us know how you listen to us. Yeah. Um, and we can track those kinds of things. We can see where you're listening from. Uh, and we Absolutely. Listen. Please yeah. geotag it yeah, so we know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we know where we can stay if we ever need to go on the lamb. Absolutely. Uh, network of safe houses, I think, was the ultimate goal of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, got some questions for you if you want to get into a little uh, little light chat about being a dad. How does that sound today? Uh, it sounds like awesome. Uh, it Fantastic. Like what we do, try to do on a semi-regular basis. All right. So, this one is uh, very recently near and dear to my heart. I want to ask you, what's the plan on disciplining your child yelling hitting timeouts what's on deck so i think that we have discussed it um we are not uh capital punishment uh type of parents we're very much um one natural consequences uh, and then explain explanations is probably how we mm. do it um, like yeah this is what happened but this is why it happened did you say natural consequences yeah um like, I've not heard that phrase before. Is that a specific phrase from like a like a parenting book, or is that something you guys talk about? It may be, but uh, I've only heard my wife say it. So, um, that like a she's an educator. Is that? Is. I'm sorry to grill you on this. Yeah, I'm just that, yeah. I like that phrase a lot. That perfectly encapsulates. No, it's like uh, I mean, kids. The best are, I think our goal as parents. Um, I say this as being a parent for two months. Two months now. Um, Still a parent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is to make sure that kids learn hard lessons safely and i think the best way to do that is like natural yeah natural consequences i i just like that phrase a lot i've not heard it before and it's it's like yes that is exactly the explanation i would go a step further and say i'm more of the learning hard lessons unsafely yeah I don't know man i have i have a scar in my hand from my first pocket knife and boy <laughs> yeah you don't make that mistake twice um, lesson learned the hard way but yeah, that I, I think a little bit more specifically to put a nose on it sometimes is when you play stupid games you win stupid prizes yes um i mean all of us have had that intrusive thought while cutting that piece of wood like <laughs> i wonder how close i can get my hand to this saw before i just stop it you know, it says it'll automatically stop if it detects my hand, exactly. but, you know, yeah. what happens if I just push the ignition button on my car when I'm driving on the highway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but with a child, I get it. Right. Yeah, it's it's that. Um, it's stupid games, stupid prizes. It's, it's probably one of the uh, phrases that I live my life by at this point. Like, well, I can't get mad that that happened because look at the actions I took to make it happen. 
So I, one of the things that's that's changed my mindset since becoming a parent is when I'm out and about in the world, as you do, you're at the grocery store, you're at the Longhorn, you're at the Chili's, you know, you're at the bowling alley. Right? Fucking the heel of the bread. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Magnifique. I'm, I'm a heel bread guy. Um, it's changed the way I've seen other parents disciplining their kids mm -hmm. in public. And it's, it's part of me has been like, hey, man, I get it. I might disagree with what you're doing, but like, shit, I've been there when my kid is, is just screaming and not having it. And other parts of me is, is become more judgmental of like, ooh, yikes, buddy. That's, yeah. that's not great. Yeah. Uh, saw a dad in an affliction shirt in the Costco parking lot just a couple <laughs> days ago going fucking ape shit on his kids for like, yeah. I don't know, playing with an iPad that he gave them. And I was just like, come on, bud. Ooh, ooh, buddy. <laughs> I almost said something. I almost said something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brad, the least confrontational person confrontational person I know. And I would say of all the places to get shot, uh, the, the <laughs> parking lot of a Costco in southwest Ohio with a guy in an affliction shirt. Probably ranks at the top of the worst places. Guy fucking high. So yeah. um, I, I would have never said something before, but now as a parent, even more so, I, I just wanted to step in and be like, hey, um... <clears throat> Uh, you're being a real piece of shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, get like, the fuck together. Do you need to talk, buddy? Because like you're you're taking it out on your kids. So I don't know. I assume you guys haven't been out very much, but I don't know if you look back and think of a moment where you're like, oh, you know, that kid screaming at the grocery store. Like I I get it now. So we've we've gotten into the habit. So we have our first round of shots and everything like that. So we've been a little bit more comfortable taking her out and stuff like that. Mm. We've been to a few family gatherings and. We've gone to the store quite a few times at this point. Uh, Target runs have saved our lives at, at this point. Hell yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so we take her out on a regular basis. I want to think it's good for her to, like, it introduces her to more noises, mm -hmm. um, which is good because then she can handle more noises, I guess. Uh, of course. Yeah, like, she, we don't have to wait for her to be awake to be vacuuming. Um, and today we actually like went to the grocery store and she started like crying and like she wanted a bottle and i was like oh fuck and we're in the cold section so it was like the perfect storm uh, of course so i was like okay well i get it like i could it sucked but like it felt like everyone was judging me like in that moment so like from the it gives me more empathy for parents who are dealing with that screaming child and the um, the child screaming, not the adult screaming, because you're an adult. Use your words. <laughs> That's a tall order for some. Yeah. I had the opposite effect when when my kid. I remember the first time them screaming in like a grocery store, and just thought like, "Oh, I don't, I don't care." Like oh. I thought this was really gonna bother me, and like it turns out, I don't, I don't actually give a shit. <laughs> it's weird because in most scenarios, I don't give a shit. But then, in like in this one thing, I'm like this is the one thing that I think like I'm supposed to be good at is like keeping this child quiet long enough to go to the grocery store. And it's like, well, I fucked up. That's the one thing I was supposed to do. Um, so I, yeah, I say all this having not flown with a mm. kid yet. Oh. I, I, that might be, that might be a couple summers from now, maybe yeah. planning a trip a little further. So I, I could have on recording uh, an opportunity to kind of eat my own words when I'd say, Oh, you know, like, it doesn't bother me, but Oh boy, that seems like a final frontier of yeah, um, testing my patience. That's not a hill you want to die on. <laughs> Absolutely not. And 
hardy Midwest people, I'd much rather do a 12 hour drive with some Tylenol and some, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, our daughter does love a nice car ride. Hell puts yeah. Her, puts her right out. Um, however, when we stop, it begins the worst crying I've ever heard in my life. I have been there. Oh yeah. boy, I remember those times. Yeah. And now my daughter tries to tell me um, that I'm going too fast, so. <laughs> You don't even know how to read numbers, but you can barely can yeah. know that I'm going over the speed limit. Cool, I love that for yeah, you. Cool, great. Guess what? My phone tells me and you tell me. Wonderful. Oh, boy. The, the car insurance co- company is already tracking how fast I go. I don't need to hear it from the back seat. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's a stooge for, like, USAA or something. Yeah. All right. So the discipline thing, I think you guys have got a good handle on it. I don't like to say that as an authority, but um, it sounds like you guys have already had a conversation about it. That's good. Yeah. That's one of the bridges that we, that's one of the like bulletin, like one of the checks that we needed to have before the baby came. It's like, how are we going to handle discipline? So. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about extended family. Let's talk about her family, your family. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned being at some family gatherings already. Uh, kind of touches on the discipline piece because I'm assuming you have seen extended family with their kids. Yeah. Um, what are some of the boundaries that you guys have set with those, you know, uncles, nieces, aunts, nephews? Yeah. So, um, Megan, I know this isn't something that everyone does, but um, something that Megan and I have like done in our house, um, our home, is that like anyone outside of our like immediate family unit, like me, her, and the baby and the dogs. Mm-hmm that's extended family um Mm. it's like anyone outside of our house is extended like this family unit comes before all other family units um like so when you say extended it is like my sisters my brothers her mom uh people like that um we've we went to i don't remember what it was for uh there was a gathering mother's day for a mother's day gathering at my sister's house um, and everybody was there, and it was, um, it was it was okay because we had set out rules. We had sent out like a list of rules, like, hey, these are the things we want. Like, for example, there was uh, like if the baby's crying, like, give her to Megan and I. Uh, yeah, we will soothe her. Um, no children can hold the baby unsupervised, stuff like that. So I think it helps to ease that because we did set out that. Um, set that list of rules like that our families had to follow before we all went to a gathering together you feel like there was any good good family role models for that where you're like oh i think my family has a pretty clear expectation of of what we want because you know a sibling or or a parent already kind of had that same vibe that we liked uh no i think it was something that i think a lot of our parenting style i feel like everybody feels this way at some point or another we're like and this sounds very like shitty and like snobby to say, but it's like, oh, we're like trying to find the things that didn't work for the people around us, and then do the things, the opposites of those things. Like we're trying to carve our own path. So of course, of course. As like Colorado, like Coloradan, as that sounds, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're trying to like trek our own path when it comes to parenting, because um, we've seen like a lot of people do things wrong. I guess, yeah, we do pick up some of the things that other people do right, but a lot of it is um, just what we think is right. Um, right. Just by witnessing what we've thought was wrong. That's, that's, it's near and dear to my heart. I, I, 
was fortunate of our my brother was a guest on the podcast. He shared a lot of his experiences, but he's my older brother. And uh, for a lot of a lot of times in my life, I've looked up to him as kind of a what to do because he's you know went off to college before I did and, and became a working professional before me. So there's a lot of times I've looked up, but I ended up having a kid before him, and for the first time, our roles were kind of reversed. And it's I'm I'm the vanguard. I'm the tip of that spear of hey, trying to shove some advice to him of hey, I'm going through this currently. In about six months, you're going to experience X Y Z. Here's what I wish I had known, and for better or for worse, I think that kind of helped. Set some expectations for our family, um, but I know you, you talked about how small your immediate family is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't grow up with any cousins. Right. I didn't grow up with any aunts or any uncles, and my brother and I talked kind of extensively about how much we wanted that to change. Mm-hmm. We really want our respective kids to be uh, friends with each other or friendly or at least be in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really weird experience to me to have my nephew over. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's son, because I feel my brother's very um, gives me a lot of slack in terms of hey, you know, parent him the way you would parent your own kid. Yeah. Because he's both trying to teach his kid how to listen to other adults that aren't his parents. Yes. That are family, right? Yeah. Hey, listen to your uncle. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I'm very aware that I'm not his dad, and like I'm, right. there are certain lines that I have to draw where it's like, oh, discipline, like oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not your dad, so like, like hey, you should go to your dis- dad and handle I'm that. I'm not going to discipline you, but I'm going to tell your dad about it. Yeah, I think my brother's approach is like, no, discipline him. Like, you're, I'm deputizing you able <laughs> to do that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable, comfortable yeah. doing that. So that's a badge. weird, yeah. yeah, it's a weird uh, oh. line to blur. But it's also been kind of cool when I can tell him like, hey, buddy, like, don't do that. Right. Um, and to get to see them play together is, is phenomenal because I never had that growing up. Uh, our nephew, my sister, uh, her son, um, also a guest on the podcast, uh, he is very excited to have another baby around. Yeah. Um, because, like, it's just him and his brother and my other niece, or my niece who uh, comes around every so often. Um, but, yeah, like, he's very excited to have another baby around that he can, like, hold and be, like, I don't know, like, a cute, like, cousin to, so... I almost wonder, and you might be able to shed some perspective on this, you're gaining all these skills as a dad, right? You're, you're building your dad toolbox, but then you realize the only project you have to use that toolbox on is your own kid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, I want to break, I, I got a brand new bunch of tools, like I want to use them on shit. Yeah. So you're like, give me some other children that I can break. Yeah, it's very much, yeah, so I can, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to break my own. Um, we've babysat my um, nephews before, and it's very much how you were describing with your brother, like, um yeah like discipline them like this is where we put them in time out like stuff like yeah. that i'm like eh, i'm not gonna do that yeah because you want to be the cool fun uncle you don't want right. to be the timeout uncle but yeah nobody wants to be the timeout uncle right gotta be the timeout uncle at some point i don't um got another question lined up for you i think it might segue well just to talk about some of the people doesn't have to be family, doesn't have to be friends. Who are just some of the people that you would like to have involved in your daughter's life or, you know, future kids, if that's right. um, on the table? So future kids is not something that we ruled out entirely, um, but it is not in the foreseeable future. Um, <laughs> I think some of the people we're most excited to have in our daughter's life are um, us, obviously. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, i have to toot my own horn um but i think that my sister Allie, and 
Alex, uh, and their boys. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to have them around my daughter. Like, they're positive figures. My sister, my other sister is having a baby at the end of July, beginning of August, I believe. Uh, and I'm also excited for them to kind of, like, get to grow up together. Uh, then I have two nieces on my wife's side who I'm also very excited. Like, they're all within a couple years of each other, so they can all kind of, like, grow and experience the same things together. Uh, and then you guys. <laughs> uh, I think I've said it before. I want to take a quick second to say it again. You mentioned family planning, maybe having another. Uh, you don't get put under for a vasectomy. No, it's... Um... I've had one. You don't get put under. Yeah, no, it's it's seriously not a big deal yeah i just there are so many guys that i've talked to that are like wait what you don't get put under yeah. no it's it yeah it's all local yeah. that's like, it you're, you're gonna be that. fine you get a shot and then they that's it they numb the area that they give you the shot too yep. I, I i do not remember feeling pain i have had one recently yeah. you're fine so i just I, I will probably say it again and again and again on this podcast. You do not get put under for a vasectomy. I don't yeah. know where that comes from. Uh, th- I'm going to make a stand right now. This podcast, pro vasectomy. Like, yes. You, like, just unload the gun. <laughs> How do you stop people from getting shot? You don't put bullets in it. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Boy, nothing takes the fun out of... Um... Providing a sample after a vasectomy than knowing that you have to do it for the purpose of providing a sample <laughs> post-vasectomy. You know, they're like, here's this little cup, fill it full of, you know, yeah. your sample. And you think you're like, oh, I get a, I get permission to fill it up? Too easy. No. And once you have to do it, it becomes go. the worst thing. Oh, the yeah. worst thing. Yeah. Anywho, weird tangent. <laughs> yeah. Back on track. Um. I don't really think there's a question I can ask for your kid now that doesn't feel weird. So take a quick breather. Yeah. Um, had a couple remaining ones. Hopefully we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one. Uh, you guys have had the kid. There's all sorts of fears and anxieties you have before you have it. And it comes out and it's healthy and happy and it smiles at you and it coos. And you're like, oh, it's so sweet. Uh, what are some of the new fears moving forward? Uh, I think all the same fears that they were that I had before. Um, I think less so for me or my wife, but more so like, uh, I think I texted you like when I had the baby, I was like, oh, now that I have this, I will commit great acts of violence for this. Of course. Um, yeah. I think just the overwhelming like need to protect it as much as I want to protect my wife. Yeah. Like it's that monkey part of my brain. That's like me, man, me want fight like right yeah you have a plan every time you enter a room of what you can grab to you know shank someone with exactly i was in a a meeting one time where there was a flag one of the flags that sits on the floor kind of like on a pole and a little stand and we were having a training about uh active shooters right and how to lock down and stuff like that and the guy that giving the training asked in an emergency what could you use as a weapon and everyone is looking around and one guy raises his hand he's like the flagpole because it had a a, one of the decorative spears and i'm like i want this guy on my team this (laughs) guy fucks because other people are like oh i'd use the chair i'd use like a you know this heavy book and the guy's like no i'd stab someone with a flagpole when he entered the door and i'm like (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah you would yeah um Give me that guy's parenting book. That dude sounds awesome. Yeah, that dude's a fucking G. 
Uh, all right, so having a little bit more fun with it. Um, you've you've shared the name on the podcast before. Your daughter's name. I don't know if we have or not. Um, do you feel comfortable sharing her name? Uh, you don't I, have to. I do. I don't know that my wife. We don't even like really share pictures on uh, social media, so we're like limiting her access to the world without her permission. So the question was, um, how did you guys arrive at the name that you picked? So, for the longest time, I think for the first, uh, I'd say probably up until like the last two weeks, we were almost 100% sure we were going to have a boy because we did not find out um, the gender until birth. Um, So the weekend after we found out that my wife was pregnant, we went on a weekend trip. We go up to Michigan. That's where we took our honeymoon. We just love it up there. Um, and then, like, so the whole weekend, we were visiting different uh, restaurants, stuff like that. And the, I think we went to, up to Ann Arbor this time, uh, up mm. in that area. Um, and we talked about baby names the whole weekend. Uh, we would walk everywhere that we could, laying in bed. We talked about baby names. Uh, we very quickly came up with a boy's name, uh, which I also will not share. In the event that we do have a second child and it's a boy. Um, Is it Sagatuck? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> uh, we, uh, we came up with that name within the weekend. Like, we knew. Yeah. Uh, and then we had several names picked out for a girl, but it just we just kept changing it, changing it, changing it, changing it. And all the time that we were, the whole time we were pregnant, um, we... We would say the boy's name. We'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. That's it. That's what we're having. And then about two weeks before my wife went into labor or was induced into labor, she was like, hey, I really think we need to figure out a girl's name. And I'm like, I, I think it's going to be a boy. And she's like, no, like, I th- we need to. We need to have a girl's name ready. Call it like women's intuition or like motherly instinct, whatever you want. My wife, like, at that point knew that we were going to have a girl. Um, right. So we picked out a first name pretty quickly uh, within the weekend. I think we finally nailed one down. And then I think we didn't decide on an official middle name until maybe the weekend before. Um, Ooh. Yeah, we cut it pretty close on that. Um, but, yeah, that's the story of how we came up with the name. So... Let me ask you, be honest here. I've heard the whole, if you have a kid name picked out, you should go to Starbucks and right. order a coffee with that name so they call it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Uh, did you ever find yourself writing your kid's potential name on something, like a little schoolgirl sketching her boyfriend's name on her pencil case? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Uh, well, I think we probably wrote it out just as, I think we're more like saying it, people. We would say it out loud. Um, yeah. To see it sounded, because you can write something on a paper all day long but like somebody's still going to mispronounce it so yeah. how do we want it to sound coming out of our mouths was a big part of it um, that's like at a speaking level and at a get your ass inside level <laughs> you're right <laughs> yelling down the stairs because you yeah. caught something they were doing yeah yeah i dig it yeah. plus you you know you want your kid to have a, a name that sounds reasonable as an adult Right, exactly. That was another big thing. We didn't want our kid. We didn't want to name our kid like. This is gonna suck for everyone who's named this, but like Tanner. That's like, Tanner. Tanner's like a four-year-old boy in like a long sleeve t-shirt and cut-off shorts, and spiked uh, hair. 
any Tanner listening to this podcast, fucking come at me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have a little boy's name. <laughs> yeah, you're, you have a four-year-old's name. Good job. Um, that being said, my favorite hockey player in the NHL right now, his name is Tanner Janot. He plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning, formerly Nashville Predators. Probably the most jacked dude in the league, so. All right. <laughs> uh, open invitation, Tanner Janot, come on the podcast. Yeah. He's became a dad recently, actually, so cool. I yeah, will take it all back. If you make an appearance, I will I will take everything I said back on Tanner's. If you if you come on the podcast, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, last one that I think uh, have a little fun, a little bit of fun with in terms of your kiddo. You guys talked about what you want her to be when she grows up. What what job you want? It's a conversation my wife and I have constantly. Of like, and wouldn't it be cool if she grew up to be, um, you know, an accountant yeah. or a president or accountant, but a professional Olympian. There you go. That's cool. Um, I don't know why your first two were like. Pretty yeah, I don't know either. I, you know, I don't know why accountant was the first off, but um, we talk about her, you know, being a professional musician because she likes music class, or, you know, is she going to grow up to do something similar to us, or is she going to blaze her own path? Yeah, no, uh, I don't think that we've really had a conversation about it, but I think we might after this uh, recording. Um, but I think that one thing that we have talked about is that. My wife is a, like, my wife's a woman of color, and she, like, our daughter also is a woman of color. Um, mm-hmm. So it's something that we, we're very much, like, trying to empower that in our child. Yeah. Um, so we're surrounding her with, surrounding her with, like, important female figures, like, or people that we find important. Uh, we read yeah. on a regular basis. Like, we want her to do something preferably in STEM. Um, like, women in STEM, we're all for it. Um, I think we just want her to feel like she is an empowered woman more than a professional or anything. However, that being said, she has recently gotten really fucking into Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of worried that she's going to be a cop. <laughs> detective. Yeah, a detective. Detective. Yeah. Does, um, does working as a florist count as working in STEM? I guess it could. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that dad joke on you guys for free. That was just off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh god. No, I same. I have all of the um, yeah. great, amazing women books, and I don't say that disparagingly. I love them. I love reading to my daughter about important women. Um, Sojourner Truth, Alex Morgan, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> you know, Mary Shelley, all of them. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to have those kind of role models and especially when you talk about you know women of color of making sure that our kids grow up able to idolize people that look like them yeah very important um, i think it's something that my wife wish she would have had more of growing up um, yeah so we're trying to do that with our daughter and it's also one of the more beneficial things of quote unquote like things getting more a little pc or like what some people would call like woke culture is like more people of different demographics are being represented, which is not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and I'm sure with the the advent of the internet and stuff like that, it's easier to to seek those out and find those things too. And like, I want to find a book that right, you know, has people in it that don't look like you, so that you aren't <laughs> aren't shocked. I am. I'm a straight white man. Like everybody yeah. looks like me. Um, yeah. So if anybody knows of like. Uh, Latina Miss Rachel, like, figure it out. Like, I need, I need that for my daughter. Hell yeah! Uh, more Spanish-speaking child YouTube stars. Let's go. Yeah. 
I miss some um, certain living. I used to live in New Jersey where my daughter was born. I miss the diversity. That's always the question people ask. Oh, do you miss New Jersey? What What was nice about that diversity? Just having uh, surrounded by people, different languages, different cultures. So um, that's definitely something I'm aware of a lot walking around. Yeah, where we live isn't always the most diverse place, and that's that's a difficult mm-hmm. thing to struggle with. Of how do you cultivate diversity? Yeah. You know, for me, a white household, right? Right. Um, exactly. Without being uh, performative without without adding things just for the sake of adding things you know i don't i don't want to just read a list of famous black women to my daughter so that she's like oh i can just recite a list of famous black women i'm not racist right, right? but also inherently believe and, and understand that diversity is is super important so um, i'm glad you guys are, are thinking about it as well because i don't want to say i lose sleep over it but it's something i think about a lot when i think about my kids growing up and being healthy adults so Wow, I was supposed to have the most fun with that question and then uh, probably ended up becoming the most serious most discussion serious. on that piece. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am curious, though, what uh, what jobs that you guys are going to come up with uh, that you think would be particularly cool. Yeah, uh, my wife's an educator trans- who's attempting to transfer into a new career field eventually. Um, so hopefully my daughter can follow in her footsteps and have two degree- two degrees by the time she's 30, so... My brother, I mentioned earlier, uh, Purdue graduate, big aerospace guy. I know he's pulling hard for my daughter to go into aerospace, mm-hmm. be a Purdue grad, uh, famous Purdue grad in aerospace, Amelia Earhart. Mm, yeah. You know, so I, I think that that path has been laid down. Um, I'd like my son to be a pro uh, or a college football player. I think that'd be pretty cool. Represent Ohio State. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not starting quarterback or anything like that, but uh, yeah, just a, a solid linebacker would be cool. Uh, he's, he's, I was going to say he's a solid boy. He's like, a solid little boy, yeah, right? He's a solid little boy. Um, oh. I, I'd like him to be my little Ohio State Bowl guy. So, <laughs> Big Ten, preferably, just not Michigan. Uh, but if it has to be Michigan, that's okay. Yeah. Um, not not Pitt. Yeah. All right, not let's Pitt, keep to that that Ohio Indiana cradle. Um, yeah. I think I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. No, we all have aspirations for our kids, but uh, I'm gonna be surprised when I find out what they want to do with their lives, even if it's. Yeah. Being an accountant. Even if it's being an accountant. Even if it's being an accountant that graduates from Michigan. Gross. I didn't like to hear that. All right. Well, that's all the questions that I had for this episode. What else do you want to talk about? Um, How are things? Things are good. Um, we actually, big win. Um, this is probably my... Uh, People talk about it a lot, but if I could attribute it to a segment of the podcast, my underrated thing is uh, I love this so much. It's not so much a thing. Um, okay. It's not a stuff. I know you're a stuff guy. Um, it's a stuff guy. Uh, like just the thing my daughter is doing now, and it's she's sleeping for at least mm. four consecutive hours at a time mm. at night. So I don't know how we. I don't know which. I don't know who the guardian angel that blessed us with that one was but uh bless up <laughs> let's go yeah uh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so that's my underrated thing right now is like people talk about it it is great it is it's downplayed even for how great people say it is i love that my daughter is sleeping at a regular time 
if you don't mind, I want to try out uh, an OUFL on um, something I've been I've been working on a lot lately. Yeah. Kid kids snacks. Okay. I don't know if you have any opinions on this one. Um, I'm really in that peak toddler snacking constantly kind of uh, phase right now. We usually do a snack before we get in the car on our way to school in the morning. Okay. And at, after they get home, just okay. because keep the blood sugar high, keep the kids happy, keep them from crying. You got something in your mouth, you can't cry. What is what do you guys define as a snack? Is a snack like a anything like a carrots, bag of carrots, something like that, or is it like a fun thing? Uh, that's a good question. So anything that's not like a meal, really, anything that's not plated. Got it. So yes, yeah, so a snack can be carrots, it can be celery, but it can also be um like a prepackaged just grab and go kind of thing, right. which is what we do a lot. They eat them in the car. Um, overrated right now, definitely those kids' Cliff Bars. Oh yeah, yeah. We bought a box from Costco. Still They're sitting, chocolatey. Still sitting in the, the cabinet. Ki- well, the kids love them. The problem is, the kids get all um, get all wet with it, and then yeah. the chocolate melts down their face and into their shirt. Oh yeah. And they're about halfway through this bar, and they've just got wet chocolate pouring down their face. Mm-hmm. They love it. Of course, it's great. It's fucking yeah. chocolate. chocolate, and you're like, oh my sticky. god, it's awesome gonna stain this shirt and you're not even halfway through uh-huh. so um those kids cliff bars they're good i've eaten them myself but uh really overrated i would yeah. i would steer clear of those if possible how do they compare to adult cliff bars better yeah better yeah because i think adult sugar. cliff bars suck the only one that i like is the and this is i might this a lot of people say that i have uh, old man taste when it comes to certain snacks yeah um, and my favorite cookies are like pecan sandies or um <laughs> like i have a tin of butter cookies like in yeah that's right real old man shit yep a tin of butter cookies that is and it's not impressive it's not sewing shit there's cookies unbelievable i'm not gonna eat that right now <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing podcast audiences hate it's people eating yeah. in front of their microphone so good on you um yeah no um i forgot where i was going with that but yeah cookies yeah those those oh, cliff white, bars uh, cl- uh white macadamia nut is my favorite cookie and white macadamia nut cliff bar was my favorite cliff bar i know there's some people that fuck around with making their own like granola bars in the oven where they like mix them up and they do a little marshmallow little, little chocolate chips and stuff like that yeah. Fucking go for it. I don't have the time for that I'll shit. So all day. Uh okay, so that's probably my least favorite in the OUFL is trail mix because my daughter refuses to eat anything that's not the raisins and the, the M and M's. There's a moment I think every maybe I th- I hope every parent thinks that they're like, Oh, I'm gonna do trail mix. I'm gonna hit the fucking jackpot, right? Uh you give them the trail mix and they're like, Well, two of the five things rock, the other three suck, I'm just gonna eat those. So and like I'm throw if, the other ones in my car seat actively banned trail mix my every every few days my daughter's like you want trail mix i'm like are you gonna eat the actual mix or are you just gonna eat the things that you like and she's like well i only like the raisins and the, the m&ms well then we're not fucking eating trail mix All right, so let's let's just get you some raisins and m&ms and it would be even different if she ate the raisins and the m&ms and then ate the peanuts yeah reasonable yeah the goal is you're supposed to eat them as a mix together yeah. that's what makes the flavor and she's like nah just yeah, cashews not. absolutely not yeah it's kind of the most expensive part of the trail mix. <laughs> yeah. You should have told me before I started buying all this shit. Right, right. Um, favorite, though? Mm-hmm. 
What are we talking about? It's got to be the goldfish cracker. It's I... fucking goaded. Uh, yeah. Okay. The peanut butter one? Any of them. Fucking any. Yeah. Even the classic original goldfish. Unbelievable. Oh, okay. They're so fucking good. You're talking about like my brain got uh, the, you said peanut butter gold, like goldfish and my brain for some reason went to like the nutter butters that are shaped like a peanut. Because those looks, are also good, yeah, but yes, yeah. Because it looks talk like about classic, goldfish. yeah. Bag yeah. of orange goldfish. I have, I go through probably myself probably a bag of them a week. Yes, cheddar, excellent. The Ex- cheddar blasted. blasted. Yeah, excellent. Pretzel, excellent. Yeah. Original, excellent. Yeah. Pizza, also fucking good. Fucking pizza, yeah, all of them. Ugh. So fucking um, good. And you know who loves goldfish? Fucking little kids. You can yeah. give them a handful. They'll eat them. They're not messy. Uh huh. They're, they're good for developing fine motor skills because they pick them up. You can play with them. You can use them as a treat. Reward. Oh, my gosh. Goldfish, so fucking good. They are my favorite snack. Hey, Goldfish, sponsor this podcast. You Absolutely. Pepperidge yeah. Farm. We fucking love it. I will sell out to Pepperidge Farm. Yeah. Um, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Overrated, that's the overrated favorite. I need my least. No, I did least favorite. Did overrated. You're underrated. Oh, underrated. Um. Underrated is, uh, let's see, um, trying to think. Oh, it's the the popcorn. And that one's kind of controversial because I know there's like the Pirates Booty Kids popcorn. Um, like popcorn? Or like kind of like popcorn? You can kind of find both. Yeah. I, I found that in the grocery store they'll sell a bag of smaller bags oh, of just yeah. individual. And... It's it's weird because they're surprisingly healthy. If you get the ones that are like zero cal, zero sugar, they taste like shit. But if you're a little kid who's never had real movie theater popcorn, it's amazing because it tastes great. Pretty healthy snack. Mm-hmm. Not all that messy because it's not that greasy because there's, yeah. there's no like butter on it. Um, yeah, you can drop a few of the flakes and a couple get in your teeth. But like pretty easy to be, hey, have a bag of popcorn. Your kid's like, fucking popcorn? Yeah, we're gonna watch a movie and i get my own bag of popcorn like ah, i feel like such an adult i'm like yeah you get your your own bag of popcorn meanwhile i'm like fuck me up with the movie theater style yeah extra but like i want the box the most orville of redenbachers (laughs) exactly the box needs to be effervescent yeah it needs to be neon yellow and glowing yeah, if you turn out the lights you should be able to see the box of popcorn in your cabinet it looks like the old like blockbuster logo just sitting in your fucking cabinet 100 percent. that is the logo, kind of it's got yellow all around it uh-huh yeah. you should look at it and have to like shield your eyes that the it's butter like is so bright the so. Ark of the covenant <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. fuck me up with that popcorn so um, for my parents out there, uh, don't be afraid to get get into the popcorn game. I think it's kind of underrated. I had a bag of popcorn know. before we got on the podcast. Right? Yeah. Smart pop? No, like I don't know what it was. It was good though. They're they're doing some amazing things with snacks these days. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's another one. User feedback. Give us your OUFL on snacks because yeah, I'm always down for some good variety of snacks also and OUFL of on stuff. Yeah, uh, just. OUFL on anything, really. Yeah, a big <laughs> guy. Want to whip one, whip one up and send it to me. Yeah. Uh, your favorite tanners, if someone wants to put together an OUFL on tanners, yeah. let's hear it. Yeah, I don't think there are any. Yeah, good luck finding four, let yeah. alone distinct categories, but... Oh, man. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. 
I also want to throw out there that if you have goldfish in your sink and they get wet, they they Did become they... like three size. Oh, they get bigger. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I once had a whole sink full of just giant goldfish. I'm like, what the hell happened here? It sure wasn't like cereal. Did you accidentally leave a bowl of cereal sitting in there too long? No, but why isn't goldfish cereal a thing? I don't know. I've used Teddy Grahams as cereal before. Okay. I was out of cereal and I poured. I was like, oh, okay, well. I wanted Teddy Grahams, but I was like, I want a fucking bowl of cereal. Oh, fucking Teddy Grahams so, sounds so, so good right now. There were little chocolate chip ones. I put them in the bowl and poured milk in them and just ate it like fucking a bowl of cereal. Goddamn, Teddy Grahams sounds so fucking good right now. <laughs> they do. Man, I wish I had some fucking Teddy Grahams. Who makes I think Teddy we have Grahams? To, do we have to end the podcast here so we can go get some Teddy Grahams? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Hot Podcasting. I'm Dad. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Official Dadcast. I believe that's it. Um, or you can find our, or you can email us at Official HPID. Um, you can find us literally anywhere that you listen to podcasts at this point. And uh, that's all I got for me and Brad. You have a dad joke? Uh, I don't have one. Do you? Yeah. The, uh, the other day a waiter came to my table after I finished and he said, uh, do you want a box for your leftovers? And I said, no, but I'll wrestle you for them. <laughs> I like that one. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe and do all that stuff. And leave us a review. Five stars. Five stars. I think we have three five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. Excellent. Let's get four by the end of next week. Yeah, let's see what we can do. It's my challenge to you. Yep. It's my, that's my challenge to both of us. True. We, we could bang out a couple five stars, <laughs> yeah. couldn't we? All right, everyone, go get some Teddy.